0: Welcome back to Mom Life Crisis.
1: I'm Nikki. I'm Lori. Just two disgruntled mamas bringing you laughs, tears, and a good old time. So
0: sit back and enjoy. Today's episode is about pregnancy and what
1: the fuck? Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Because this is what the kids do to us. What the fucks all the time.
0: So we'll be bringing to you... All types of pregnancy things and things that you didn't know could happen, things they don't speak about. Cravings, how we found out we were pregnant, all that fun stuff. And weird things and complications that happen during, after, before, name it, we'll talk about it.
1: Yep. It's going to be a very fun, funny conversation.
0: So Nikki, since you were technically the last to give birth by, you know, what, a month A
1: month. A month.
0: (laughs) I think you should kick off this fun
1: segment. I, I think I should. So let's see. My lovely Kayliana, my five year old, my little hurricane literally baby. With Kaylee, I wasn't necessarily trying with her. She just happened. She wasn't a mistake, just happened. I was blue one day. I was like, hey, let me take a pregnancy test and it came out positive. I didn't at that time have any symptoms of being pregnant other than then I was feeling sleepy. My period was maybe a couple of days late. But once again, like I've mentioned before, I'm irregular due to PCOS. I, so know I, was, like, feeling. I was like, that's like a, another fucking day. So you know, I was Oh, I have a pregnancy test. Let me just take it. And I took it and I was just what the fuck? I'm pregnant? Holy shit. Okay. After I found out I was pregnant with her, my symptoms with her, they were pretty mild. I wasn't as tired as I was with Mateo. I wasn't as in pain as I was with Mateo. Mateo caused me a whole bunch of lower back pain and just... Jesus the fun but (laughs) with Kayliana she did give me gestational diabetes she did give me high blood pressure oh Um, all the fun stuff everything that you can possibly imagine that can go wrong in a pregnancy Kaylee gave it to me she gave it to me for the exception of preeclampsia I think that and I think I was maybe 0.5 degrees away from getting that wow it it, it seems like so long ago and it, it really wasn't Kaylee was born prematurely I ended up going into preterm labor with Kaylee at 32 weeks on Labor Day. Funny enough. Oh,
0: perfect timing.
1: Right? How funny was it? I was laying in bed and I kept feeling fluid. And I was like, did I pee myself? Because you know, you know how it is being pregnant. You don't know if you peed yourself. You don't know if your water broke. You don't know what the fuck is going on down there. You know what? You laugh too
0: hard. You you stand up. You pee. You you cough. You pee. Anything. Anything. And you pee. It a pee. <laughs> and ladies, it never fucking
1: ends. Even after you give birth, you even you still years- pee yourself. Years after. So yeah, so I was I was laying in bed and I was like what, what what is going down? What was going on down here? So I you know I went to the restroom and I'm like, um yeah, this this is amniotic fluid. This is this is not pee. So I laid back down and I called my, you know, the nursing station and the labor and delivery, and they're like, Oh, um, yeah, we need you to come in. I'm like, Oh, this is great. Joe actually had just got home from work. I called my parents, they took Mateo, so we ended up going to the hospital and they're like, Yep, yeah, you're am- amniotic sac popped, you're, you know, you're leaking fluid. I'm like, Oh, this is great. They ended up giving me a steroid shot in my leg. I mean, it, it didn't really bother me. A lot of a lot of women say that, that that it hurt, it didn't really hurt me. So the hospital that I was originally supposed to give birth in, which was Moreau Regional, which is Advent Health now, they weren't equipped with the equipment for that early of a labor. So I ended up getting transported to Shands in Gainesville. So the ambulance comes, it was two amazing paramedics. I wish I remember their names because they I mean they were amazing the whole ride to shan's hospital they played any and every song i mean i was listening to metallica i was listening to (laughs) slayer the chevelles you name it they were playing it for me they were amazing damn Um, sounds like my type of ride hell yeah it was the best ride ever when we got to the hospital they you know they'd start taking your vitals and this is where i say ladies you will have every hand up in your mm-hmm. hoo-ha. I mean, every other person coming in there is up in your hoo-ha, just, just checking you. So, you know, they were checking to see if I was dilated. I wasn't dilated, but my water did break. They had me on a monitor to check her heartbeat and all that stuff. So pretty much, I ended up having to stay in a hospital for five weeks. Oof. Yeah, on bed rest. How fun is that? I couldn't ooh, get up, ooh. couldn't walk around. The only place I can go was to my from my bed to the bathroom and back. And that was it. Oh, I would have went crazy. Oh, and it gets better (laughs) because I had gestational diabetes. I couldn't eat anything that I wanted. They had me on a special diet. So the food fucking sucked. (laughs) It fucking sucked. And there were days that they had to give me insulin because my sugar was so fucking high. Little Miss, when we went into the hospital, she was in position, ready to come out. And they were going to allow me to have a natural birth. And then right before I went into labor with her, she decided, nope, I'm going to be breached. So they had to do a C-section on me. Five weeks in the hospital. Within that time, the bed that I was on broke. They had to give me. Oh beds. my God. I mean, but let me tell you, the staff at Shan's Hospital was, I mean, top tier chef kiss. During this time, we had Hurricane Irma coming. Of course, I would of go to labor during a hurricane. Only you. I mean, it's the best place to be if you're going to give birth, <laughs> right? Because you're in True. a fucking hospital. I mean, nothing, <laughs> I'd, I'd rather have been there than anywhere else they were getting patients from other places and i ended up having to share a room with another patient and luckily to this day i'm friends with her our daughters they became So my friend we're gonna call her roomie that's what i call her Roomy. she was pregnant with her daughter kinley and then i had kaylee so both k's they were i mean the freaking frack of the hospital So Kaylee, of course, was giving all the nurses fever. Nobody could find her except for one nurse. And of course, Kinley decided, hey, I'm going to I'm going to act up just like my friend. And she started (laughs) up. We used to we used to play pranks on the nurses. They got us a new TV, got us new beds. It was it was amazing. When it came time to my labor. Now, I don't recommend this, ladies. And listen, I I was at my wits end. I was there for five weeks already. I was missing my son. They were trying to keep me for another two weeks. So I gave birth to Kaylee at 35 weeks. They were trying to keep me there until 37 weeks. I was like, there is no way. I can't be here another 2 weeks. I I I need out. So I kind of started researching how to kickstart labor. I listen, I I did. You were so, like
0: one way or another this kid is coming out. He's coming out.
1: She's coming out. So I read that eating pineapple Mm -hmm. helps. I guess the enzymes or whatever from natural pineapple helps kickstart labor. So I told my parents, I was like, I need you to buy me pineapple. Go to Sam's Club, buy me the biggest thing of pineapple you can buy me, and bring it to me. And they brought it to me, and I ate it, and I was fucking pissed off. It did not work because no, it didn't work that night. I was fucking pissed. So the next day, uh, September twenty third, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, ooh, what is that? And I felt it again. So with Mateo, I had never had contractions. My water broke, I went to the hospital and my doctor came, cut him out, that was it. I had contractions for Kaylee. So I already Mm. knew watching my roommate that they were going to have me time the contractions for an hour before they even took me down. So I didn't even tell any of the nurses. I waited for an hour. I I timed it. They were coming every two to three minutes, about a minute apart. So after an hour, I called the nurse in the room. I said, listen, I'm having contractions. They're coming every two to three minutes. They're a minute apart. She was like, oh my God, you're in labor!" She's acting more freaking nervous than I am. Joe was with me in the hospital at this time. He had just left to go back to work, okay? They take me down, they put me on the machines, I call him. He had just stepped back into work. And I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to come back. I'm in labor. She's coming now. Lucky enough, the highways were clear because it was, you know, during the hurricane, there was really nobody in the streets. They had scheduled me for my C-section at four, no, eight eight something at night. So I was like, oh, you have time to get here. Don't worry. He got there around three something. And I'm talking to my parents. I'm like, oh yeah, you guys are good. They're, um, they're my C-section's not until eight. They're like, no, we're taking you now. I'm like, oh, they're taking me now.
0: Because (laughs) apparently,
1: apparently my contractions were so close together. Kaylee was literally about to just pop out. She was like, I'm ready. I'm here. It's time for me to come out.
0: She's (laughs) not waiting for no one.
1: She sure wasn't. She's still the same way. She's not waiting for anything for no one. She wants it. She wants it now. That's how (laughs) she is. So they take me down to the operating room. So for anyone who hasn't had a C-section, let me explain it a little bit. They give you a spinal tap. So now imagine for the most part, a lot of the time they don't do it when you're having contraction. Cause a lot of the time it's either scheduled or it's ahead of time. This time I had contractions during my spinal. So now imagine you're sitting on the table, you're hunched over and you're going through a contraction. You cannot move because they put a, Is about a three inch needle in your spine to numb it and then Mm -hmm. they feed whatever the hell it is that they feed it so for me a lot of women say it hurts it didn't hurt me it felt like a bee sting that's what it felt like for me and then when they actually started I guess injecting the medication it felt like pressure Mm -hmm. and then once they did that they were like lay down put your legs up and then my legs I couldn't feel anything from like under my boobs down Mm-hmm. they prep you, they start putting everything up. They told me, you're going to feel three things. You're going to feel pressure. You're going to feel like you can't breathe. And what was the third thing? I-, I forget what the third thing was, but that's because they're pressing. They're, pr- you know, basically you can't push on your own. So they're pushing for you manually. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they cut through seven layers of, you know, like your skin. Holy crap. Muscle, muscle. fat, organs. Your inners are now out. So your intestines and some organs are kind of rearranged to get to your uterus. Kaylee, of course, like I said, it would not be Kaylee if there wasn't some kind of issue. When they were getting her out of my uterus, my uterus contracted around her neck. So instead of just having a horizontal cut in my uterus, I now have a T-cut in my uterus which I cannot carry children anymore because of it oh wow basically I won't be able to hold a child I can hemorrhage from it oh my god so fun times so they got her out my little five pound little she was so tiny they get her out they because she was five pounds and she was preemie they let me see her I joe held her They took her to the NICU just to make sure she can regulate her temperature, that she can feed herself and all that stuff. Kaylee was a freaking warrior. She was like, get me the hell out of here. So while they did that, I was in the operating room. They were sewing me up. They took so long that I actually felt when they started sewing me back up. So, (laughs) yeah, they started stitching me and I'm like, ow. And the anesthesiologist is like, "Uh, did you feel that or did you feel pressure? I said, no, I felt the needle go through my skin. (laughs) So they ended up having to give me more medication to numb me so that I could finish it up. Right. So yes, yeah, so they brought me back to my room. Kaylee was in the NICU. They asked me if they could feed her formula or if I was going to strictly breastfeed. I told them they can give her formula, even though I was going to breastfeed, but I was not going to have her starving in the NICU. She was eating so much, they kicked her out of the NICU. Pretty oh my much. God. They were like, yeah, um, we're bringing her to you. She's, she's good. After six hours, they were like, she's regulating her temperature. Her sugar is fine. She's eating fine. She's coming to you. So she got kicked out of the NICU. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was, that was Kaylee's <laughs> birthing story. See, I feel like mine
0: isn't as dramatic, but I feel like I had a complicated pregnancy, not because there were complications, So when I was pregnant with my youngest John, who is also five. We was nasty together. (laughs) We were (laughs) so when I was when I was pregnant with John. First off, he scared the bejesus out of me because I thought I was having a miscarriage and nope. We we say that that was the first time he started trolling people where he was inside and he was like, oh, what does this button do? And he pressed it and I started bleeding for like six months. I couldn't relax for that pregnancy.
1: Yeah, If
0: that wasn't bad enough, at 12 weeks, I developed SPD. Now oh. SPD is not very known because I don't know. I don't know if people just don't talk about it or if they're afraid to scare people.
1: What but is let- SPD? Cause I, I really don't know much so, about that either.
0: Hold on. Let me find out what it exactly stands for SPD pregnancy. Okay. So it stands for whew, symphysis pubis dysfunction. So yeah, I know. That's why I say SPD. (laughs) Okay. So basically what happens is, right? There's a chemical in our body. It's essentially a relaxin, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it hits our body much later on in pregnancy. It's essentially what causes the pregnancy waddle, if you will. Okay. Right. We don't feel SPD by that point because we're already so big that it's just like, no, this is our body preparing. If you get it early, such as I did at 12 weeks, your Mm -hmm. body is not ready to give birth yet. So what happens is it essentially causes this excruciating pain down the sides of your legs and on your back and butt. And it essentially feels like your legs are on fire. Oh
1: my God. And I there thought sciatica was bad. Oh, no, Jesus. it's it's
0: horrible. Nothing works for pain relief. Like massaging doesn't work. Tylenol doesn't work. You're essentially living with this pain 24-7 until you give birth, because that's when the pain goes away. My God. It was torturous. I couldn't even stand up to put on pants. Standing on one leg was horrible. It's just, it's a very, it's a very painful thing. I was begging, practically begging my doctor to put me on bed rest because I just could not walk. And she's like, no, you'll be fine. I'm like, you clearly don't know what this feels like. Otherwise, the rest of the pregnancy was fine with My son, it was the first time that I actually felt my water break. So with my daughter, I just went to the hospital with contractions and they broke my water manually. But this was the first time with my son that I felt my water break. And it was a funny story because... My husband, who works at the time he was working overnight, he tells my belly, if you can be born today, so I don't have to go to work, that would be fantastic.
1: Thanks, Leroy.
0: Yeah. And my son was like, I got you.
1: (laughs) He was like, I bet daddy. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I went into labor at three in the morning. My husband, it was his first child, so he was freaking the fuck out. He's like, Where are my shoes? Where are my pants? I don't know what to wear. And I'm just like, la la, la. I'm just, you know, taking my time. And he's like, Why aren't you more nervous? I'm like, it takes forever, dude. So <laughs> we get to the hospital, and I was like, you know what? This time around, I'm gonna see how long I can go without an epidural. I really want to try to have a natural birth, ladies don't be a hero. Don't. If you can, if you can get the pain meds, get the pain meds. I lasted till about four centimeters. <laughs> and I was like, fuck the hell to the shit. No, I want the drugs. <laughs> and they were like, you sure you don't want to try going? No, no. no. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm like, give me all the drugs. They finally gave me an epidural. And I think it's similar to what they did for you with your, it sounds similar. Mm -hmm. Because they put it in the spine, except with vaginal pregnancies, they do wait till you have contractions. So you really don't feel it. I mean, I didn't feel it because I've heard other women do feel it. Mm -hmm. I haven't felt it. So they gave me an epidural, told me to lay down. I was so exhausted from having to go into labor at three in the morning. And I just fell asleep while my husband was watching movies. And then around six o'clock, I told the doctor, so I feel like I have to push. They were like, well, don't push yet. I'm like, okay, but I'm telling you, I got to feel it. So they got the doctor. Okay, we're ready to push. I, I was always a good pusher, apparently, because maybe 15, 20 minutes later, out comes my son my husband freaking out from excitement he's like like throughout the whole time of me pushing he's just like holy shit holy shit how are you doing this holy shit there's hair i see hair the nursing staff was cracking the fuck up oh my god (laughs) and he was texting everybody he was like she had like he has hair i see hair (laughs)
1: only Leroy only, only Leroy.
0: Leroy and my son came out and he was perfect to me and I think this is where it really differs from a cesarean because the healing process is
1: different mm-hmm. so you
0: you have stitches on your stomach right which I know is also a longer healing period
1: yeah it took about maybe like 6 weeks well th- for this I had staples for both my c-sections
0: well i had stitches in my hoo-ha that wasn't fun but they give you this little squirt bottle called carry bottle i had the squirt bottle that was the best thing ever best fucking shit ever ever Mm -hmm. and they don't tell you this but ladies i especially if you're doing a vaginal birth i highly 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 suggest you get dermoplast. You put that on your hoo ha right after you use the squirt bottle and it's whew, it feels like heaven for your vajayjay.
1: Oh yeah. I've heard also they they do like this, it's like a frozen pad type thing. So it's kind of similar to what you're talking about, but they yeah. kind of take a pad and they put something on. Yeah, they put they put
0: technically they put aloe on it yeah, and aloe. then they put it in the freezer. I didn't do all that just because I, I ain't got time for that. Right. But the dermaplast helped with the cooling effect. And I would say within about four weeks, I think I was pretty much good. The stitches were good. Mm -hmm. I was not good because I was like, "Uh, I don't want to stick anything in there. Do you know how tender it is right now? No, thanks.
1: You know, the funny thing is, like, my C-section for Mateo versus my C-section for Kaylee, two different, completely different recoveries. With Mateo, I recovered so quickly. And you would think, Mateo being my first child, that would have been the C-section that was going to take me longer to recover from. Absolutely not. His pregnancy, it was like, other than me being tired all the time, because let me tell you something, I was like sleeping all the time I would go to work come home sleep when I wasn't working I was sleeping you you find me like curled up in a corner somewhere sleeping
0: dude that pregnancy Exhaustion is real. Oh my <laughs> God,
1: you you don't understand sleep like pregnancy exhaustion. Mm-hmm. There there's nothing like it. Nope. So with Mateo, I would I thought I was having fertility issues. I had gotten tested. There was nothing wrong with me. Um, it was just a matter of I, at that time I never knew that I had PCOS. Once again, didn't find out that I had PCOS until this June 2022. So I ended up losing around that time. I lost like 55 pounds. And then I ended up getting pregnant. So I found out I was pregnant with Mateo. I was tired all the time. He was like John, trolling, kicking things and making me bleed all the time. (laughs) I bled throughout my whole pregnancy with Mateo. Like the whole time I was Mm -hmm. like on edge because I was bleeding all the time. And it wasn't like drops either. It was like blood. I remember one time I was... In my third trimester, I might have been like around 29 weeks or so. I want to say 29 or 30 weeks. And I was at work and I went to the restroom and there was blood all over my underwear. And when I came back and I told my sergeant, she was like, Lay on the floor. They called the ambulance and everything, took me to the hospital. And they were like, Um, we don't know where you're bleeding from. There's yep. there's nothing mm-hmm. going on. We we don't understand why you're bleeding. And I'm yep. like, Oh yeah, because I'm making it up. Do you not see my underwear? <laughs> They're like full of blood. I you know, I didn't make the Up, I didn't, I didn't throw ketchup down there or anything.
0: They told me the same thing. They're like, I don't know where this blood is coming from.
1: I'm like, it's coming from fucking somewhere. Right. So (laughs) I'm like, you know, I, I don't know, but it's coming from inside of me, obviously. So, you know, they were just like, oh, well, just take it easy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. I worked all the way till like three weeks before I gave birth. Now with Mateo, my original due date with him was August 10th from what the doctor was saying. I knew that that was wrong. I knew that Mateo was going to be born in July because that's when he... That my original due date by my last menstrual cycle was his birthday when he was born, which is July 30th, his doctor was like, no, it's August 10th. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. There's no way that that's <laughs> when he's going to be. I was like, whatever. So his doctor was always confused. And every time he would do my paperwork, oh geez. he'd mess up on my weeks. When we had to go for that test or whatever for the Down syndrome, like they, they sent me- some- Oh yeah, the amniocentesis? Yes. They were like- oh, Oh, the numbers aren't adding up and we're afraid that your son has Down syndrome. So we're going to send you for some more tests. And I'm like, okay. So they sent me. First of all, let me say something. I don't understand. I'm trying to put this as nicely as possible. As a parent, me personally, I'm not talking about anybody else. Me personally, I care if my child has one arm I don't care if my child has down syndrome I don't care if my child has fucking five heads it's my child I'm gonna have them for me I was so like taken aback when I went to the doctor's office to get the the blood test for the down syndrome test or whatever and the doctor was like in the case that your child does have down syndrome do you want to continue the pregnancy or do you want to terminate and I'm like excuse me yep. I'm like I'm going to have my child. Yep. They asked me that too. And they're like, wow, you're such a saint. I'm like, I'm what? (laughs) I'm a mother. That's my child. Like I, I'm not going to abort my child because they have down syndrome nope but i digress anyway so when i went back to the doctor's office he's like oh yeah these numbers are just not looking right and he's like you're 18 weeks and i'm like no i'm 17 weeks by your calculation and he's like oh that's right and i'm like you're over here messing up on all my paperwork stressing me the fuck out oh my god towards the end of my pregnancy, apparently I started getting protein in my urine. So he was like, if your protein comes back at a certain level with this test, we're going to take him out as soon as possible. And he's like, because you're 26 weeks. I'm like, I'm 24 weeks. And he's like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm like, let's oh, get Jesus. Let's, let's get it together. <laughs> So yeah, so Mateo, with him, I was laying in bed one night and it was like 2.40 something in the morning and his story is fucking hilarious. So Mateo is scheduled to be born by C-section on August 4th. My parents were going to come down from Florida. Everything was set for August 4th. I had yet to wash any baby clothes. I had yet to pack my baby bag. I had yet (laughs) to pack my bag. I hadn't done shit. So, the weekend where my water broke was the weekend that I was going to do all of this because he wasn't scheduled to be born for another week. So, I'm laying in bed, it's two something in the morning, and I feel this. Gush. And I'm like, please don't tell me I peed myself. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm like, I, I, I don't even know when I'm peeing myself anymore. So I go to the bathroom, I go pee and I'm like, okay, whatever. I come I lay back in bed, a larger gush. I'm like, Nope, that wasn't peeing. My mm. water broke. I wake Joe up. I'm like, Joe, my water broke. He's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, No, I'm not. Look, look the bed. there's water. It broke. So I call my brother because my brother was supposed to be who was gonna take me to the hospital because Mateo is gonna be born in New Rochelle. I call my brother and of course out of all days, this is the one day that he's working. Oh geez in- Like, it's it's like a van. You know, my brother's a cop, so he's like doing whatever the fuck it was that he was doing. So I call him, I'm like, hey, Ralphie. And he's like, oh, I can't talk right now. And I'm like, my water just broke. And he's like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) By the way, Mattel's story of birth is called You Gotta Be Fucking Kidding Me. (laughs) You'll understand why. So he's like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me." So he's like, "Hold on, uh, I'm gonna see if I can get, you know, his ex sister in law to to take me." And I'm like, "Uh, "If she's gonna drive me, I'd rather walk to the hospital." So I'm like, "All right, whatever. Call me back." I call my parents in Florida. Call my parents. I'm like, "Mommy, I'm like my water broke." In the background, I hear my father. "You gotta be fucking kidding me! (laughs) He couldn't. He couldn't wait." Just one week. I'm like, no, dad, obviously he couldn't. He decided <laughs> he wanted to come out today. And he's like, oh, my God. He calls my aunt. My uncle is like, oh, I'll take her. So I'm over here throwing shit in a bag. Joe's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do I grab? What do I grab? I'm like, just just get a fucking onesie. I don't just throw whatever <laughs> in the bag. We, we got to go. I'm like, get the car seat. We're like grammaging through everything trying to grab whatever the fuck we grab. My uncle comes, he's like driving on the wrong side of the fucking road. We get to the hospital, they take me up. As soon as I lay in the bed, the rest of my water breaks. And I'm like, ew. I'm like, yeah. Ugh. I'm like, can someone please change my sheet? I'm all wet. <laughs> um, my doctor, he came within like 20 minutes. Mateo was born. They stitched me up within like 20 minutes. I mean, that was like the quickest in and out, in and out ever. They took me to the recovery room. I was there for an hour, took me to my room. Within the next 24 hours, I was up walking around in the hospital like if nothing happened. (laughs) I was in the hospital for three days, I believe, because with a C-section, I think it's like three or four days you have to stay there. And then I went home. I went up four flights of stairs. I'm telling you, within four weeks, I was like back to normal. I think it was like after a week or two, they took the staples out. And once they took the staples out, I was good. With the staples, oh my God, it was so uncomfortable. But once they took those staples out... I was good to go. But ladies, what they don't tell you is that when you're in the hospital, I don't know if they do it for vaginal birth as well, but with C-sections, you have to fart and you have to poop before they let you go. Because since they open you up and they, you know, sometimes, you know, move your organs around, they have to make sure that when they put your intestines back in, everything is in working order. So you have to fart in front of a nurse and you have to poop in order for them to let you go.
0: Yeah, they make you pee and then they make you poop before you leave. Yeah, but the peeing has to be done in front of a nurse, which is yeah. all kinds of awkward. Can you are
1: you are you want to talk I about mean, awkward? You I know mean, what it I, is to be laying there and just be like, yeah, pff, uh, yeah.
0: okay, yeah, I did it. I mean, to be fair with my first pregnancy, I have heard the horror stories about pooping as you're pushing. So I went through the whole labor process, and at the end, I'm like, did I poop on the table? <laughs>
1: And you know, like, a you lot know. of the times doctors and nurses say that they that most of the time they do a lot of women do poop on the table. They just don't tell them.
0: Yeah, exactly. They were like, you just had a beautiful baby. What does it matter? I'm and, like, yeah. but I need to know. <laughs> No, my, see, my, my first pregnancy was tough simply because I found out that I was allergic to penicillin during this time. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten a cold that very quickly turned into bronchitis and they're very specific on what kinds of medications you can have when you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yep. So my idiot doctor was like, well, I don't want to, she's like, you can't take anything. All you can do is just tea and rest. I'm like tea and rest.
1: That's not going like, to help anything.
0: Exactly. I ended up getting so bad that I went to her again and I was like, Look, you need to give me something. She was like, Okay, I'll give you penicillin. At the time, I had taken penicillin before. Right. But I don't know what happened.
1: Aria happened.
0: Aria happened. And so the kind of penicillin allergy that I have is not a deadly one. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to die from it. But in my case, what started happening was I started getting blisters inside my mouth, down my throat, around my mouth. And then once the blisters got big enough, they started popping. And so and then they would like crust over. It was awful, awful. And this was just with like three days of doing penicillin. Holy shit. I, I couldn't drink anything. I couldn't eat anything. I was severely dehydrated. So by the time I went to the emergency room, they were just like, Yeah, you're allergic to penicillin. I was like, You don't say. That's what. horrible. They took me off a of penicillin. They put me on IV. They gave me some other medication that I forgot. And I was in the hospital for like a week. Let me tell you, that was the most horrible thing ever. I was, like I said, severely dehydrated. The baby didn't have a lot of nutrients because, hello, I wasn't right. eating. And I'm like, wow, what a fucking idiot doctor to say. I don't want you taking anything, just tea and sleep. I'm just like. What a like,
1: fucking moron.
0: Idiot. Yeah, other than, see- Yeah, other than that, my pregnancy after that was fine. Mm-hmm. And the only thing was I had contractions for three days with Aria before I went to the hospital. My water didn't break, didn't lose my mucus
1: plug or anything lost my mucus plug either so i have no idea what that is about i don't either i never Um, lost it so i had contractions with kaylee i broke my water with mateo and kaylee but it never lost my music my mucus plug no but imagine so
0: i start having contractions and just like you i didn't prepare for anything because technically it was still a week and a half before her due date so I'm over here like with contractions. I'm like, wait, I got to do this. I got to do that. I'm over here putting her bassinet together. Oh, I'm yeah. Moving fucking furniture. Like, no, Nesting. Wait, this needs-. yeah. Nesting. Oh.
1: All while I'm contracting. Oh, nesting is real. It you start, really is. You start throwing shit out. You start moving everything. You want yep. everything done a certain way. It It is crazy.
0: Well, and and usually nesting kicks in with a lot of people earlier. No, mm-hmm. mine was when I was like fucking contracting. So was
1: mine. So the funny thing <laughs> is, I remember I was I was talking to my mom and my aunt, and I was cleaning my house and moving things all over the place. My aunt told my mom, she was like, she's going to give birth she's gonna give birth either today or tomorrow. And it was funny, I gave birth the day after. She was like, she's giving birth. I was, I mean, just everything, just moving everything all over the place, throwing things out, I was like, no, I need this over here, I need this (laughs) over here, I want this out, I don't want this, I need this over here, I need to put this together. It's so crazy how your body just goes into this natural mother mode and it's like, no, no, I need to do this. So with Mateo, the reason I had C-section with him was because I had a horrible kidney infection. Mm. Like it was so bad. They didn't want me putting any strain, you know, like giving birth naturally. So they were like, yeah, no, you're going to get cut open. I was like, well, there goes me giving birth naturally. So let's talk about the fun parts of pregnancy, like mood swings. Oh, geez. So the funny thing with Mateo, Mateo, I didn't have any kind of mood swings. With Kaylee, I was an evil bitch. Let me tell you, at that time, I was working in Lowe's here in Florida when I was about six weeks I was working and that was my last day because there was this lady. I used to work in appliances and I was showing him four pieces of the kitchen set the kitchen, the um, refrigerator, stove, oven, dishwasher. There was nobody else there. It was early in the morning. I was the only one there. I had opened. You know, I already have a bad temper. Mm -hmm. With Kaylee, it escalated to a million. This lady came back there. She was like, Oh, I need help. And I was like, Well, ma'am. I'm the only one back here. I was like, as soon as I'm done helping this gentleman, I'll be right with you. She didn't like that answer. She went to customer service, said that I refused to help her. Then came back, sat down in the chair and was sitting there just grilling me. The gentleman is like, oh, if you want, you can help her. And I was like, no, I'm helping you. You were here first. She can wait. And when I'm done with you, I will help her. And then she was like, yeah, This bitch doesn't want to help me. Oh, hell no. I said, you have one more time to call me a bitch because I will take this fucking vest off and I will fucking drag you out of this store. Mm -hmm. I said, best believe that this job doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. I called my manager. (laughs) Oh, man. And I was like, listen, I'm going to need you to come to appliances because I'm 2.5 seconds from beating the shit out of this old bitch. (laughs) Lo and behold, that was my last day there. Because when that manager came to that desk, I was like, let me tell you something. I can't deal with this bullshit. I can't deal with these fucking bitches. I was like, if you don't want me to go to jail, this is my last day. I fucking quit. But she made me so evil. I mean, the mood swings that I had, I, I even thinking about it now, I was like, Jesus, that was not me. I mean, I know I'm bad, but that was just my God. See, Evil. I just,
0: I was just more emotional. And if you know me, I'm already emotional. Oh, it, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't take much to make me cry at something. When I was pregnant with my son, we always love telling the story because it's so ridiculous. You know, when I was pregnant with my son, we were watching Avengers Civil War. And it was the scene when they're at the airport and they're fighting each other. And I just start bawling. I'm bawling during this battle scene and my husband is like what the fuck is wrong with you and I'm just like they're not supposed to fight they're friends and he's like what (laughs) he's like what that's what's making you cry he was like I fucking put on a sad episode of Futurama where the dog dies and you didn't bat an eye he was like you have people battling it out and that's what makes you cry I'm like you're just supposed
1: to get along (laughs) so I was I was emotional with Mateo and I mean not like super emotional but there were moments that I was emotional with Mateo like certain things would get to me I would watch certain things and I'd get like teary-eyed or I'd get the the knot in my throat like I I wasn't really like Lori emotional but I I did get emotional <laughs> with Mateo but not with Kaylee Kaylee I wanted to fight everybody I I was it, evil She made me evil. I'm telling you with pregnancy, there's so much that comes with it. Your skin gets horrible or it can get better with Mateo. He destroyed my skin, destroyed it. My skin was horrible with Mateo. With Kaylee, I felt like the most beautiful that I've ever felt. My boobs. You want a boob job? Get pregnant. I'm telling you.
0: My boobs didn't do all that much. The only thing that I got was amazing hair with my son. If I can go back and have that hair. I oh no,
1: I both of them took my hair. They they both took my hair. <laughs> See,
0: <laughs> my, my daughter took my hair, my son did not. Baby. And I was like, I love this baby boy
1: hair. That's why both of them have better hair than I do because they both took my hair. <laughs> Also, I don't know about you, but before Mateo, my shoe size, I was like a size nine in shoes. I'm a size 11 now. Oh, because- yeah, know,
0: I was a size seven and I'm now a size eight. I know that's not as big, but that's still my feet got wider.
1: Yes. Yes. So yeah, ladies, pregnancy, if you see that your feet have grown is because of pregnancy. Your kids, and, thank you. And, and, and it's permanent. Like it's, it's yeah. a permanent shake. <laughs> your feet don't shrink back. No, they don't forever. You're, you're stuck with it forever. No,
0: you want to hear a crazy thing that happened to me that that was caused by pregnancy that I didn't know existed. And it took me two years to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So after I gave birth to my daughter, right, every month, like clockwork, whenever I got my period, I would get a UTI, like clockwork. Oh, my God. Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I had no idea. I went to my doctor. She's like, oh, you're nice, normal. And I'm like, this is not normal for me at all. I was doing my own research online. I was like, is it this? Is it this? Is it this? And she's just like, nope, 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 nope. So finally, I went to my regular doctor and she was like, if it's not normal, then it's not okay. So let's figure this out. She sent me to a urologist and without skipping a beat, he was like, it sounds like you have a diverticulum. I'm like, he's like, a diverticulum. I was like, what the fuck is a diverticulum? He was like, well, let me first see if that's what it is. We're just going to do a little procedure where we put a camera up your (laughs) urethra. Yeah. He's like, up your urethra. I'm like, up my what now? And I know what my urethra hole looks like because that shit is tiny as fuck. And I'm like, you're putting something in there. And he was like, it won't hurt. You've given birth. You're fine.
1: Listen, before (laughs) you go on, I hate hate when any medical professional compares, oh, you've given birth. I don't give a fuck if I (laughs) give birth 20 fucking times, bitch. If it's gonna hurt, it's gonna hurt. I don't give a don't compare it to fucking childbirth. All the time. They do it all the time. And that shit hurt. Right.
0: hurt i was like my childbirth didn't feel this bad but turns out i did have a diverticulum what's a diverticulum you ask basically what happened was somewhere in between pregnancy and giving birth my urethra ripped right it it created a hole which then creates kind of like a bubble in which the urine gets trapped in and then the urine is what causes the bacteria that gives you a uti I was just like, how have I never heard about this? Not even Google told me about this. And they were like, well, because it typically affects people in nursing homes because they always have catheters. And usually it's a catheter that
1: causes it. Mm -hmm. because it's
0: caused by some type of trauma to the urethra
1: well that's what happened with me because I've had two c-sections so it didn't happen my first time with Mateo but my second time with Kaylee I had to you you know you have to have a catheter both times since you're having a c-section so the second time with Kaylee when they inserted the catheter they damaged my urethra so yes yeah one time And I had
0: to have surgery. I had to have vaginal urethra surgery. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, after the second birth, it came right back its merry own way. And now I went to see a specialist and he's like, well, whenever you're done completely having kids, then Then, we can fix it. Otherwise, it's just going to keep coming back. I'm like, motherfucking effer.
1: Right. Because, you know, you know, pregnancy, fun times. Maybe this should have been in the baby book. How about a little warning? Listen, those baby books did nothing for me. nothing nope. because not the symptoms, the cravings, the all the other bullshit that was in there it was it did nothing for me. Oh, let's talk about the sciatica that I have. so I, not only do I have sciatica on one side, I have sciatica on both sides, Oof. so. It's worse on my right side, but I have it on both sides. It's the most horrible thing. Like if I'm standing and walking for long periods of time, I want to cry from the pain, from the, Mm. it feels like lightning shooting from the top, like my lower back, down my buttocks, all the way down my leg. It is so fucking painful. That sounds painful. Thank you. It's fun times. Also, ladies, don't get scared when you get pregnant and your nipples look like Oreo cookies—like literally the color of Oreo cookies. Yep, they just get huge and black. It's like two black pancakes. Yep. So don't get scared. That's pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, they do go back to their natural color, but. Yeah, nobody told me about that. I got scared the first time <laughs> during my first pregnancy. And I looked down and saw my petunias and they were just two black, just big old. I mean, I was like, what the fuck is this? What is this on my chesticles? <laughs> yep. I was scared. I was like, should I be putting cocoa butter on this? Is this going back? Like, well, what is happening here? Yep. I remember that. Oh, the inside. So I used to be so tired, but also I couldn't sleep. Oh, so there's yeah. pregnancy insomnia. You're, yep. you're, you're batshit tired, but you cannot sleep. You can lay there all night and not go to sleep, but you're batshit tired, ready to just go yep. to sleep. Oh, you know, what was another thing? Nasal congestion. Oh, congested all the time.
0: All the time. Because when you're pregnant, all your blood vessels get swollen as well, which means your nose gets swollen. Like, oh the yeah. Inside. The pregnancy
1: nose. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. Pregnancy and nose so is
0: you are constantly, constantly with a stuffy nose, and there is not a dang thing you can do about it. I tried the neti pot and everything, and yeah, it works for a minute, and then it's back to being stuffy all over again. It was oh yeah horrible, oh yeah horrible.
1: And what about the leg cramps? Oh my god, the leg cramps. The leg cramps when you're just like sleeping, and all of a sudden it's just. It's worse than a fucking Charlie horse. It really is. You're literally laying there and all of a sudden your whole leg just cramps up. It's so fucking painful.
0: Did your ankles ever swell up to like the size of a beach ball like mine?
1: Oh, they look like freaking hog legs. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) and then and then at the time the person that i was with used to like make imprints into the swollen foot and it would stay there for like a good 15 minutes oh yeah oh yeah that was
1: yep oh that that was always fun i always had when i used to come back from work i had to put my feet up oh and the heartburn oh my god i used to pop tums like fucking tic tacs
0: i thought i was dying literally dying with a heart attack with the pain i actually went to the er once for heart Burn. I was like, no, you have to. Ch- I I'm really sure I'm having a heart attack. And they're like, you're really not. Oh, and yeah. they gave me like heart meds, which didn't work. And they gave me so many heart meds, like heartburn meds that day, till it finally worked. But yeah, oh, it was terrible. And with my son
1: too, I'm like, my heartburn, because I already have GERD. Right. And it just like magnified it by like a thousand. Yeah, no, I literally thought I was dying. That that heartburn is no fucking joke. No nope. joke. I, I really thought I was going into cardiac arrest. I'm like, I'm pregnant and I'm going to die of a fucking heart attack. What is this? This is, this is not right at all. And then there's the extra spit that you get in your mouth. There would be times that I'm talking and just (laughs) spit all over the fucking place. Like what is this salivating? Like all over the place. It, It was horrible. You know, you see all these, these women when they're pregnant and they're like all glowing and so beautiful. And here I am like a fucking bulldog ugh, ugh, salivating everywhere. No, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced it's a fucking lie. It is a fucking lie. I mean, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Don't get me. I loved being pregnant. I, did too. I loved my belly. I loved feeling them kick inside. I me. love feeling them kick. That was like the best part of being pregnant. If I can go back and have that feeling, I swear it was the best feeling ever. I miss being pregnant sometimes only because yep. of that. I miss having that security, like having them inside and knowing that they're protected inside of me. It was so great. Everything else. No, (laughs) (laughs) everything else. No, no. Thank you. Oh
0: my God. The heightened sense of smell. I could fucking smell what was cooking three
1: blocks away. My mom could not cook with me in the fucking house. I literally had to cover my nose when anyone cooked when anyone like mm-hmm. if they put like perfume or anything on i could i could not take it especially oh yeah the there were
0: there were certain
1: scents that it was like i'm about to puke like oh, it yeah. was so disgustingly gross it was horrible the heightened sense is so fucking bad mm-hmm. so bad because especially when you're like in a workplace you can't just go to somebody like um that fucking stinks can you not like <laughs> Can you can you not? Can you not? Thank you. I remember there was one time this girl when I was working, I was in the in the borough and she was eating breakfast. It was eggs. When I tell you, I almost threw up all over my desk. Girl, I could not t- The what it was eggs. I couldn't I couldn't stand the smell of eggs. I could not mm-hmm. stand the smell of any kind of meat. I couldn't stand the smell of meat. I couldn't. It, even thinking about it now, from, <laughs> I I just, I couldn't.
0: Yeah. You know, it's crazy. There's certain things that I had aversions to when pregnant that I still can't eat to this day, just because it just, I don't know, reminds me of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, breast pain is real when oh you're God, pregnant. Yes. yes. It is so painful. I, I had to wear like the tightest sports bra that I could find for the first three months of my pregnancy because they hurt so yep, bad. Yep. The air would hurt them. Yeah, air. Don't <laughs> breathe on me. Don't even look at them. Don't even look at them because looking at them hurt. It was We're, so horrible. Wearing clothes was torture. And I was, it was pregnant. I was pregnant during winter months. Oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was. It was. I could I could not take it. Oh, what else was it? The I, bloating. The bloating was oh. another another fucking annoying fucking thing. Am I pregnant or am I just bloated? Because <laughs> What the fuck is going on here? Or how
0: about the excessive hair growth
1: on your stomach when you're pregnant? I had excessive hair growth on my legs. I look like a werewolf. (laughs) I didn't have it on my stomach. I had it on my legs.
0: I had it on my stomach and I was like, yo, why do I look like a 70s porn star? Like, what the
1: fuck? (laughs) I'm like, why is my belly so hairy? Although I did love that little line down the stomach. Oh, yep. The little line. I kind of wish she could have stayed, but yeah, I liked that. I thought it was cute. That was a cute little thing. I'm like, oh, it's like a little road
0: leaving down to, you know, my hoo Road
1: <laughs> Roadmap. As if I needed to remember where the damn baby comes out. Because it's not like we could see it after like our <laughs> fucking seven months. Listen, Oh shaving- my God.
0: Exactly. I was just about to say that. Like, <laughs> shaving Shaving was
1: non-existent after seventh. after the seventh month I don't give a fuck it was a jungle gym (laughs) down there buddies okay it was a fucking jungle gym I don't know if there was fucking ornaments down there (laughs) I I don't I don't know if my sock from last week was hiding down there I couldn't tell you because there was no there was no way in hell I could tell you what down there looked like
0: Dude, the positions that I tried to get into to shave were like, I would have like one leg behind my head. I'd have a mirror. And at times I was just feeling it. I'm like, okay, there's hair here. Let's just try. And it was like, at one point I told my husband, I'm like, all right, honey, that's it. You got to shave me. And he's like, (laughs) he did it. And he's like, this is the weirdest thing I think I'd ever have to do for you.
1: But he did it. He was a champ. He did
0: a good job.
1: He good job, man. Good job. Cause I was walking around looking like Chewbacca and I give no fucks. None whatsoever.
0: I only shaved because I was taking maternity photos that had like the little underwear. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I had to shave. Otherwise you would actually (laughs) see the hair coming out of all sides of that underwear. (laughs) So I was like, honey, be a man. And just shave it. And he's just like, and he was, and he took his time. He was like, okay, I'm just going to put it over here and a little here. Yeah, my like, my, legs were this shaved. A little.
1: my legs were shaved maybe up until my knees because past that, there, <laughs> <laughs> there Not- was no way I was reaching anywhere else. There, listen, that belly, man. And you oh. live in...
0: And you live in slip-ons after that
1: because there's oh, no
0: way, no how you're going to bend over to tie your shoe.
1: Absolutely. If it's not slipping on, if it's not flip-flops or kind of slip-ons, it's not happening. Did you suffer from hemorrhoids during your um pregnancy? I did. And especially I, especially
0: since I also had to push. Oh, so
1: so I, I, I never suffered from that. I suffered from constipation during my pregnancy, but I never had the hemorrhoids. But I've heard about horror stories with the hemorrhoids and I'm just like, is there any else that we have to suffer through. I mean, it's enough that we have to fucking push a fucking 10 pound baby out this fucking hoo-ha. We have to suffer through all this other shit during pregnancy and then after pregnancy, because we haven't even touched base on the shit that happens after pregnancy. Okay. But yet the men are just nothing.
0: Their job is done in like five minutes. If that.
1: I mean, if that, if you got that WAP, it's, it's over in about a minute. <laughs> <laughs> also, ladies, when you give birth, make sure you take everything with you from the hospital. Oh shit. Everything. Every fucking thing. Take the whole damn cart of stuff. They, the the bottles, the, 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 formula, the formula, the diapers, the Pampers, everything. everything. Yep. It's
0: there for you to take. And I swear I have like five hospital blankets from both kids.
1: (laughs) I have so many. It's not even funny. (laughs) It's not even funny. Nope.
0: It's true. Take everything. Like that's what it's there for. And a lot of nurses will tell you like, oh, absolutely. Take it, pack it.
1: I, I loved my nurses. They were like, here, here, I'll bring you some more.
0: Yep, exactly. Yep, they did that to me too.
1: But even for yourself, like they have women, like the the pads and stuff like that, take it all.
0: Dude, not for nothing. Those are the best pads
1: ever. Those shits. And from the, like- the the women diapers, bitch. Oh my God, yes. I took them all. Took <laughs> yep, them all. Me too. Took them. I, was, yes. I was living in them shits for like two weeks. They were comfy. <laughs> I'm not dirtying my, my fucking underwear. I'm- nope. I was riding them fucking adult diapers, sure were. Yep, because you bleed. You bleed a lot oh, for a long time. A long time. So what were some of the cravings that uh you enjoyed for your pregnancies? So my daughter, I literally
0: craved pizza, milk, and bathroom faucet rust. And then my son, you know what? The only thing that I really truly craved was Caesar salads and fucking large McDonald's Coke. And it had to come from McDonald's. And it
1: had to be Coke. That was the only Coke that I craved. Mateo was such a a health freak, I guess you can say. Mateo did not let me eat anything, like I said, other than cabbage. Cabbage and chicken was the only thing that I could eat for the first three months, along with sparkling water. I could not drink any kind of soda, any kind of juices, any kind of sweets. I could not tolerate any of that. And you know me, I'm a freaking, I love me some chocolate and yep. some cake and... I could not stomach any of that. I couldn't smell it. It, Do not put it around me. Do not put it in front of me. It was disgusting. My second trimester with Mateo, I literally was, I could not eat anything. Could not eat anything. Every now and then, I could drink like orange juice mixed with water. But other than that, mm. and then like towards the end of my second trimester, I started eating like from Dunkin' Donuts. It was two croissants with American cheese. And then my third trimester, it was all about crunch supreme from taco bell okay with sparkling water that was all i could eat with mateo that was all that was it with mateo i only gained 10 pounds in my pregnancy oh wow yeah so i was pretty much all baby with him
0: no you want to hear something funny when uh one of the cravings which was really odd for aria nikki what's the one vegetable that i absolutely yeah i crave that with aria celery celery ew you don't even you could not
1: stand i used to eat your celery
0: I can't even listen to celery without being like,
1: and yes, I crave celery with Aria. Oh my God. We used to go to like Fridays and she used to order the- uh It was like the starter
0: samples.
1: Yeah. And she used to throw, literally throw (laughs) the celery on my plate. Like, (laughs) eel. Well, I actually craved that. So see, cravings are really weird. They're wild. It really is. Because for Kaylee, other than every other fucking candy that there was, because all I wanted was sweets with her. Everything was candy, cookies. Hence why the gestational diabetes. (laughs) All kinds of fruits. With her, I started eating peppers. I hated peppers. I did not like peppers at all. But with her, I want I wanted peppers. I used to eat green peppers, red peppers. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck this pepper thing came from because I cannot stand (laughs) peppers. With her, it was peppers and steak and mashed potatoes. That was my thing with her. Damn, that sounds good. Hell yeah, she's she's high maintenance.
0: (laughs) She's like, I would like the filet mignon. That's exactly what I see: filet mignon
1: with mashed potatoes and peppers.
0: Who's she getting bougie?
1: (laughs) She was bougie. She was very bougie. I mean, and it was a Ferrero Rocher's or however it helps you say it, that, that was her chocolate of choice. Damn, she fancy. She is fancy. That's why she's the way that she is now. <laughs> it's crazy. These cravings these children, this or is the thing that they do to us. Pregnancy in general.
0: Pregnancy in general is nuts, man. It's a roller coaster and not every pregnancy is the same. Mm. Literally, no matter, you can have 20 kids and every pregnancy will be different. It
1: puts mm. your body through so much. So not only yep. externally, but internally, like your muscles, your, your abdominal muscles get all fucked up. Some people have mm-hmm. to have surgery to repair them, stretch marks, loose skin. Like I know once I lose all this weight, I'm probably going to end up having to have a tummy tuck cuz I'm going to have that little flappy skin at the bottom of my, you know, where mm-hmm. my pouch is at, but it, it just it puts a toll on your body, man.
0: It really and and you never fully recover either. There's some
1: lingering residual effects from it. Absolutely. And you know, a lot of people don't realize that when you're you're pregnant and you're working and you're putting like double the toll on your body, yep. you're not really getting all the rest that you need. You know, you're nope. work, you're putting your body through so much stress. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> you know, literally super moms. That's what yep. we have a whole bunch of them out there. That's I exactly tell you, what it is. You moms out there that gave birth without any kind of medication. I salute you wholeheartedly. A round of applause for you all. I could have never. Nope. could have never. I would have nope. been fighting everyone in that room for medication. Sometimes I wish that men can go through pregnancy just so they can, you know, just even if it's just for a day so they can just witness, and they can you know, see. what we go through.
0: My husband is like, nope. He's like, nope, that's all you. He's like <laughs>
1: all, all the power to you, but nope. <laughs> I, I would, I would love to see it. I really would. Because you know, I, would there, I mean there's some, not all, but there are some that just feel like, oh, you're just laying there. You're just lazy. Oh, I know. Fuck you. Yep. Fuck you. How about mm-hmm. that? <laughs> Pregnancy I- is it's it's beautiful and it's painful and it's it's so much all mixed together.
0: You really it really is like a mixed
1: emotions of things. <laughs> it is. I mean, would I do it again? Absolutely, in a heartbeat, but I don't want to. <laughs> I have my two beautiful children and that's, that's good enough for me. I hear you girl. I'm, I'm good for now. But listen,
0: I think we scarred our audience enough.
1: You (laughs) you, don't, you don't want to talk a
0: little more. I think they, they, they could take a little bit. I think this is a very um, interesting and informative episode on what to expect when the book doesn't say what you're expecting. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on this roller coaster of a ride. And to those of you who are pregnant or thinking about being pregnant, may the odds be ever in your favor.
1: Thank you all for joining in once again. And we hope you all have a great night. Bye. Bye.